So Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, wisdom number 12. Sadness over loss is not contrary to contentment in Allah's decree. Hakim al-Ummah rahimahullah said, the reality of being content with Allah's decree is to not object to his decree. However, to become sad over worldly loss is part of human nature. We are not blamed or held accountable for the sadness and pain we may feel because of worldly loss. Instead, what we are held accountable for is complaining or objecting against his decree. Commentary. Rida bil qada. Being pleased with Allah's decree is necessary for every believer in every situation that Allah has kept him in. Hakim al-Ummah here is explaining that if a person feels sad over some loss that he has suffered, this does not go against being pleased with Allah's decree. Being pleased with Allah's decree simply means accepting it, submitting to it, and not objecting against it. The natural feeling of sadness does not go against this. Allah, this is another very important wisdom here, again based on the Quran and Sunnah. It is from the life of the Prophet ﷺ. And the Prophet ﷺ explained this as he felt it. So the Arabs, as you know, generally people think that men should be really tough, right? And very strong. And they conflate toughness and strength and chivalry with harshness, with the lack of kindness, with the lack of compassion. You see what I'm saying? So many a times they think that men should be like lions and they should not care about anybody. They should just rip apart everybody who comes in the front. So when the father comes in the house, everybody should go in their corners and hide. And that's how it used to be. But that is not how the Prophet ﷺ taught us to be. As fathers, as husbands, it should not be that when the husband enters the house, the wife acts like a mouse. Right? I don't think that's the case. <laughs> we are the mice here, right? <laughs> but what I'm saying is that the husband should not be someone who, or the father should not be someone that the children are scared from. Right? Chivalry in Islam means that you are, when there is haq, you stand up for haq and you defend haq with all the might and strength that Allah has given you. But at the same time, when there is time for compassion, you have extreme compassion, more compassion than, you know, anyone else on earth. The beautiful example of this is in the life of the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ is going on a journey. And he's coming back, he's going on a caravan, and the caravan is going for jihad fi sabilillah to fight the enemies in the battlefield. What could be more, you know, uh, exhibition of strength and chivalry than putting your life on the line? Right? There's no other means. That is the highest maqam of showing chivalry and showing your strength and ability and himma in the cause of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And several occasions, in one occasion the Prophet ﷺ saw somebody 
playing around with a chick of a sparrow, right? Took away the sparrow's chick from the mom, from the nest. And the sparrow, the mother sparrow is looking around, worried as any mother is, right? Even in the animal kingdom. So the Prophet ﷺ immediately called out to the Sahaba and said, who is bothering this mother bird? SubhanAllah. He's worried and showing compassion for the mother bird, an animal. Here you go, animal rights in Islam, subhanAllah. Right? We talk about animal rights now in the 21st century. Prophet ﷺ taught us this 1400 years ago. This is the beauty of Sharia. Right? So he told that we are not allowed to do this because then you will be held accountable for that. We're not allowed to just game for animals just for fun. Right? You catch a prey, then you eat it. Not like in America, you catch and then you throw it back. Dead meat. That's not allowed in Islam. Right? You're not allowed to just go for hunting just for fun. Allah protect us. People are hunting human beings for fun nowadays. Allah save us from all kinds of pain and suffering in this world. Ameen, Ya Rabbi. So anyways, another occasion, the Prophet is coming back on the caravan. This time, Aisha radiallahu anha is with the Prophet and guess what happened? The Prophet's beloved wife, Aisha Radulana, loses her necklace. SubhanAllah. Now, what's happening? The Prophet is upset. Is he mad? Is he screaming? Is he showing anger? No. What did he show? He compassion. Right? He started what? He started going and looking for the necklace with Aisha Radulana because he understood that how much women love their jewelry. Even Aisha radiallahu right? So this is compassion. So do, two things are important. Likewise, another thing about men, people think that men should never cry. No matter the most hardest thing happens, they don't cry. Where is it in Islam that men shouldn't cry? Only women need to. The Prophet sallallahu used to cry. The Sahaba used to cry. The Prophet taught the Sahaba to cry. The Prophet ﷺ, in fact, just this incident is based on that, this wisdom. The Prophet ﷺ was crying when his son Ibrahim عنه, his youngest child, passed away. He was crying. So somebody asked, because this is what they thought too initially, that how can you cry? So he said, Oh Prophet of Allah, you're crying? How, are you, how can you cry? He said that, my eyes are crying because I feel sad just like any other human being should feel sad whether man or woman so you are supposed to express sadness and grief as a human being and if you don't then there's something lacking in you something lacking in me if I don't show that so being crying is a part of being compassionate and showing compassion right so the Prophet was crying because his son passed away. But what did he say? But my tongue is not going to say anything against what Allah decided. So you can show grief, you can cry, you can show sadness. If something happens, Allah forbid, to you or your family or your loved one or your children or your business or your job or something like that. You can be sad, you can have grief, you can, you know, mourn about it but 
Even for that, there is a limitation. What is the limitation? That you can cry. If somebody dies, you can cry for three days. If someone's spouse dies, the Prophet ﷺ gave the woman four months to cry and to mourn and so on and so forth, right? So there is time, but after that, you have to move on, right? You have to move on. You cannot be stuck over there. Why? Because that's what Allah teaches us. That we are pleased with whatever Allah decides. We feel sad and then we move on. We cry and then we say, whatever Allah decides, I'm happy with that. Right? Even if I'm sad, but I'm okay with that. I can't do anything about it, so I should at least be okay with it. Na'udhu billah, shouldn't say, why did Allah have to do this to me? Was I the only one who had to get fired from my job? Was I the only one, na'udhu billah, who's, you know, something happened, had happened to my child or my mother or my spouse or my father? No, everyone has to go through difficulty, right? It's part of life. So we need to accept it. And we need to show sadness for it, but along with pleasure in whatever Allah decides, inshallah ta'ala. So we, Allah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq and ability to act upon this. It's easier said than done. So we ask Allah to give us tawfiq and ability to act upon this and to give us kindness and compassion in our heart and chivalry like the chivalry that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam taught us inshallah. Wa akhir da'wana alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Subhanallah wa bihamdi subhanakullah wa bihamdik. Shadu an la ilaha illa anta nasafuruka na tubu ilayk. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. Salaamun al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Jazakullah khairan.